0: Hi, and welcome to the Vine Community Church podcast. We hope that what you're about to hear will help you to flourish in God's grace and bear fruit through loving God, loving each other, and loving our community. Well, good morning. Uh, it's great to have you here in person and online, and just want to welcome you to the Vine as we come together. And uh, this this uh, Labor Day weekend, it's so wonderful to be here. Uh, just want to just rejoice and. One thing, one way, ministry is happening even in the midst of COVID. And uh, you may or may not know this, but about six guys from the Vine are gathering regularly with six guys from Holy Trinity Church, Christian Church, and together we're coming, we're sharing our hearts, our our you know just our lives together, getting to know one another, and it's just a great place to co- have conversation about you know just race and and what's going on in our country, and how do we exalt Jesus Christ together. And I'm so thankful for uh, guys like Mike Coffey, who's leading that group from the Vine, and then from Holy Trinity, Jason Crawford. They're just doing an excellent job, and and we're hoping to get our wives together, and then we hope to bring this group together and share that with you guys, because God is doing some great things, even in the midst of the struggles. So, praise be to our God. You know, and and so, and also just last week, uh, just as uh, Pastor Tim shared with us about biblical values at the uh, Vision Renewal, we're gonna dive a little more deeply into what the Bible has to say about values. And we're gonna do that by looking at a passage from 1 Timothy today. And uh, I just want you to know, in essence, that it's vital that we embrace biblical values in the context of Christ-centered community. You know, we all come together here today and we have different kinds of values. You know, you have personal values and uh, corporate values and, you know, and, but today, as you think about a personal value, maybe some of you have had this one from your past where, you, where it's you thought this way, our family always has dinner together on Christmas Eve. Anyone like that? There we go. We got a couple. So our family always has dinner together on Christmas Eve. You know, that's a good one. Traditions are great, and we love to have traditions. But if this is the bond that bonds our family together, it's going to break down, right? Because kids grow up and they leave the house, and they move away, and it's sometimes hard to get together. You know, and so we today want to look at what are the biblical values that we can hold on to and can anchor us in our faith. And um, because, you know, so e- it's so easy in our lives to value other things other than the word of God and God himself. And then, they, then some things kind of creep in, right? Well, we can we can value maybe things like our kid's success too much, or their you know achievement in school or sports or activities, or or you might think uh, you know it might be football for some of you guys, or uh, for others of you it's just security that you valued, or or uh, it might be a it might be a marriage or someone that you love that you've overvalued. And so today, we want to look at though we have an incredible group of Christ followers here at this church. um, You know, we all have times where some of those unbiblical values creep in. And so we want to analyze that in our lives and know, God, would you center us and align us in your values and your biblical values in our life? And so today, The first question we're going to be looking at this morning is is this is do you embrace biblical values because what values are our values are ideals or principles that are either good or bad that that drive our behavior and you know what even criminals have have values they have a value system so our, our hope and desire for you all and us together is that we would hold on cling to biblical values so open your bibles if you will with me you in your handhelds to first timothy chapter 3 verses 14 and 15. as you turn to first timothy 3 14 and 15 and again we want to look at our bibles or your, or your look at it on your phone because we want to see Uh, again, the Bible in context and and understand that. Uh, Most Bible teachers believe that this is the very theme verses of all of 1 Timothy. So it's a good summary to get what 1 Timothy is all about. So listen now to God's holy word. 1 Timothy 3.14 says, I hope to come to you soon, but I am writing these things to you so that If I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of truth. When you see that phrase, uh, uh, how one ought to behave, you know you can kind of be a little suspect of that, some of us are, because we're like, we don't want to just be dutiful or do things because, you know, you remember growing up as a kid, your, your mom or dad said, you do it because I said to do it. And you kind of resist that. Or you know, man, you don't want to just serve and honor, or keep values before God because you're just sort of checking off a box, no. The, the, this word behave here in verse number four, 15 means this. It's also translated to walk, conduct oneself of the manner of life and moral character. And so when you hear, hear and see this word, first of all, realize that in First Timothy, that values, yes, they drive behavior. But listen, behind even values are our beliefs that impact our values. In uh, just in, t- Paul is writing to Timothy, a young pastor, and he's teaching him how do you cause a church to both think and believe Christianly, and then how do you live Christianly, like like a Christian in a hard culture? And so Paul says, writes about this a whole idea of the importance of beliefs throughout First Timothy, and in First Timothy chapter four, verse sixteen. He writes this, keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. And what he's writing there is is keep a close watch on yourself and, in essence, your doctrine, your beliefs, because beliefs impact your values. But also, it's not just beliefs and holding on to right doctrine that's gonna change us. The doctrines have to be pressed deeply into your heart. They have to impact and go beyond just having kind of an intellectual faith. If you know a lot of doctrine, some of you, a lot of you know a lot of things about the Bible. But if you know a lot about the Bible, that doesn't make you someone who, is, who God is saying, that's, that's great, you know a lot about me. No, he says, look, your, your beliefs and your values have to be pressed deep into your heart. And so beliefs applied to the heart are what change ultimately our values which will drive our behaviors. Do you see that? It begins with the inner person then then overflows to the outside, to the ways that we live. Uh, You know, Jesus said this about the issue of the heart over and over again. But one example is in Luke chapter 6, verse 45. He says, the good person... Out of the good treasure of the heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Now, here he's talking not about a, a, a physical heart, our beating heart, he's talking about the central core of who we are, where our seat of our emotions. Our beliefs, our desires are all there in the heart. It's the core of who we are. And God says your beliefs and values have to be pressed into your heart and change your heart that will ultimately drive your behavior. And so, you know, I remember Lizanne and I, when we were uh, young parents, you know, when our kids were little, sometimes they would fight over a toy. I, I know you don't think a pastor's kid would ever do that. But, but what do you think the first thing we did when we would ask them? And um, it was something like this. Who had that toy first? And you better share this with your sister and give her some time with it when you're done. You know, and then <laughs> we read a book. It was a great book. I'd recommend it to you parents. It's called Shepherding a Child's Heart by Ted Tripp. And in that book, it talked about dealing with heart issues instead of just behavior. And and you know, a pastor should have thought of that the first time, right? <laughs> but I kind of miss that. But then we're all growing and knowing not just that we are trying to change people's behavior, but we begin in the heart and the beliefs and the value systems that are growing in our lives that actually change us from the inside out. And so that's why in Timothy 3, 14 and 15 he's saying this, this is all behind this when he says that you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God. So it's is your life shaped by biblical values? And parents are you shaping your kids lives in biblical values because they're going to get values. Are they getting them from the word of God? Are they being grounded in his truth? Because a lot of even just lovely, <laughs> wonderful Christ followers have a kind of a smorgasbord of values. They like these ba- biblical values here, you know, this social media value and this, this kind of positive teacher and, and then this kind of family traditions and they crunch them all together and, and kind of pick and choose what, what are our value systems? So what we want to do is see, look at our lives, look at our values, and say, are they biblically aligned? And so how do you do that? Well, if you were very ordered and you were Mark Pugh, when our pastor of outreach and operations, he's a very organized guy, you would pull out your Excel sheet. And then you would list all of your values on one side. And then you would go and find every corresponding biblical value and see, hey, are they kind of fitting? Am I living out those, those values, those biblical values? That's one way to do it, but for some of us, it's a little cumbersome. But, uh, so what I would recommend you do is to ask yourself a, a question about any decision you make, whether it's a big decision, like house I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna move, I'm gonna marry someone, or even smaller decisions like, you know, I'm all alone, am I gonna tell the truth? I want, I'd urge you to ask yourself this question, it's this. Is this decision I'm making, demonstrating God as my chief love? Is this decision I am making, demonstrating God as my chief love? Because I believe, kind of like what one of the great Bible teachers way back in history, his name was Augustine, he said, if you make God your chief love, it will order all your other priorities. And so if you ask this question, I think it's a really good one to get at. What am I really valuing, man? Am I valuing God primarily in his word as as chief in all my decision making and all my value decisions so so the first question overall we're asking of this passage is do you embrace biblical values but secondly are you embracing the vines values you see here in timothy and he he was a young pastor of the church of ephesus he realized, and Paul taught him this through God's word, that values are not shaped in a vacuum. It, they are shaped in a context, in a community. Look at verse 14 and 15 again. Read it again. I hope to come to you soon, but I am writing these things to you. So Paul had just gotten out of prison. He wanted to come to them, but he wrote them this letter. And he says, if I delay you, you may know how one ought to behave Now notice where? In the household of God, which is the church of the living God and a pillar and buttress of truth. Here Paul says that our values and the way that we behave are are shaped in, in, in three phrases he talks in a community. And he uses three phrases to describe the church of Jesus Christ. Can you see them? The household of God, the church of the living God and the pillar and buttress of truth. Now, here's the question for many of us. Are our our values really being shaped by the church? I mean, in COVID especially, you you spend an hour here, maybe each week if you're here, which many of you are faithful here and online. But are are we being shaped by the values of the church? And then secondly, are our families taking the biblical values as our church desires to and really teaching them and training our our families well in that as well. And it's so easy for us to get sidetracked because of friend groups, social media, workplace, all the influences that are trying to kind of shape what we're thinking and what we're believing. But you see here, Paul is saying this important thing. Your primary learning unit is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you're a Christ follower. That's why we need to value one reason. Sunday morning's the Lord's Day. This is so critical. That's why we need groups like life groups and study groups that Tim was talking about earlier. We need to go deeper in the word of God together and see those biblical values formed and shaped in the context of this family of God of this household of God. And so we can see here that in essence, one way of saying that is belonging impacts your believing. And when your believing is impacted biblically, it's gonna change your values, which will drive your behaviors. So, so today, as you, as you look at God's word, and uh, I did this this week, I pulled up, uh, I went to a couple sites. First site I looked at, and I was looking at, okay, let me look at biblical values. This one site had like a hundred or more biblical values. So uh, you're wondering is, okay, how do I keep all of those? Or what are the most important ones? Well, if you're a part of the family of God here at the Vine, and this is your church home, and you... you uh, You could be coming, embracing different values about what you think this church community should look like. But, uh, and and what we want to do is, and what I want you to do and your pastors and elders want to teach you is this. Look, we hope, our hope is that you're willing to change. That you're willing to say, look, okay, no, these are what our elders are saying. And we're willing to really align our lives and live in these values that they've identified. And so your elders and and our staff have worked hard at narrowing our focus on the biblical values that drive the way that we live at the Vine Community Church. But we're not talking about like being robotic about it. No, we're just talking about you're all different. We're gonna apply these differently. We're talking about will you in your life focus on these as your values in your life as well as our church values? And so let's look at the, these, what they are. We looked at them at Vision Renewal. If you haven't gone to, to our website, thevinecc.com, I'd encourage you to go watch Vision Renewal from last week. It's very important to understand the vision and mission and where we're headed here this, this year. But the Vine values are really about what, how we will flourish in God's grace and bear fruit as we fully engage in the three loves. And the first value is this, is we desire to be humble and teachable. Uh, many years ago, there was an old country western song, Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. You know, it is hard to be humble. Uh, you know, why it's hard? Because once you think you're humble, you're not. Because we have to be constantly constantly coming before the Lord and humbling ourselves. That's what God's word says. Uh, it, James chapter four, verse 10 says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Are you doing that often? You know, years ago, I, I used to pray this way. God, please humble me. Guys, you don't want to pray that way. You want to humble yourself and say, "God, I'm submitting to you. I'm humbling myself before you, sovereign and great Lord. I'm putting myself in your arms and your hands." And so we need to be both humble and teachable. Verses like like Proverbs twelve fifteen inform us about this. It says, "The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens." to advice. So let me ask you something. When's the last time in our church community you had some brothers tell you something other than what you thought, brothers or sisters, and and you changed your mind. You listened to them. You became you listened and you actually became corrected. Look, we all need to be humble and teachable in our lives. That's the first value here at, the, here at the Vine. Second is this, is we desire to be warm and caring. Now, war, warm and caring is not just being nice. Okay? It's more than that. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 teaches us, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. You see, we will be more and more warm and caring when we're able to say, Lord, I, can, I am forgiving people that have deeply hurt me. I am not only receiving forgiveness from others, I am granting forgiveness to those who have damaged me the, the, probably the, the worst. Am I doing that? See, that's a bold thing. That's not easy. You need God's strength to do that. You cannot do that on your own. Or to love people who you think who can help you least. Like, you know, people, like, you know, for, for me, thinking about, okay, people that can't do anything, I think is valuable for the church. Am I warm and caring? as warm and caring and loving them as well as everyone else? So, so are we... Are we that kind of warm and caring context and community? And are you growing in that? So thirdly, not just we desire to be humble and teachable, we desire to be warm and caring, but we desire to grow and share him, Jesus, with others. Matthew chapter 28, you probably know it well, it's called the Great Commission. It's some of the last words Jesus wrote. Verses 18 through 20, and it says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. We desire to grow in Christ. And you know what, you're never too knowledgeable, you're never too old to be growing in Christ. We need to be growing in Christ, and growing and knowing God and his word, and what the Bible calls sanctification, which means becoming more like him, holy. We're not God, in fact, we have to realize that constantly. We're not him, but we can grow in the beauty of some of his attributes and teaching what his word teaches us. We can grow and grow up. And then we can share him with others. You know, just recently, uh, I was sharing with you guys, uh, hey, would you consider inviting your neighbor over maybe to do a, in a distance way something outside or something safe? i was so encouraged at early prayer 645 this morning. Anyone want to join us? Uh, we, had, we uh, were having a great time just crying out to the Lord outside. And uh, Rena Cruz said that she had met some, some uh, ladies in tennis, and this Friday, four of them who aren't believers are coming over to her house, and they're going to do some distancing, but she's going to just get to know them and love them. And her hope and prayer, I know this because I know Rena, is not trying to jam the gospel down their throats, but to love them so well... <laughs> And to see the attraction of Jesus the Christ draw their hearts to Himself. That's just, that's just a, that's the beautiful way that we can not just grow in Christ, we desire to grow in Christ and share Him with others. Pray for Rena and those ladies this Friday as they meet, will you? But fourthly, in our last value, is this we desire to worship in spirit and truth. Jesus, when He was talking to, a woman who was a samaritan who was a different ethnicity who was a different probably religion who was a different who was a woman a different gender and this was pretty radical he told her this John 4:24 he said god is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth you see the beauty of this is You know, if you are loving God's Word and you are pursuing it in the depths and the riches, reading it, studying it, applying it, and you are welcoming the Holy Spirit to help you exalt Christ, the Holy Spirit works perfectly together, hand in glove, with the Word of God. You know, there's no conflict. There's no competition between the Word of God and the Holy Spirit, when we say, guys, we want to worship in spirit and truth, there's no conflict in this. We want everything grounded in God's Word, but we want to exalt Jesus through surrendering and being dependent on the Holy Spirit. So they all work together. So how can we live together of people who who take a high view and love the Word of God and prayer, growing in it, in the wherever you are in that journey, that you would take that next step. And then that you would also say, Holy Spirit, would you just, would you work more deeply in me this this year? I have one friend who's trying to do this this year. He's trying to to constantly be alert to how am I... (laughs) Sort of surrendering to the control of the Holy Spirit. I love that. And we should be wanting that and desiring that. So we worship together, desire to worship together in spirit truth and we're all growing in this. And these values of our church, we're asking you, inviting you to get to know them and to ask God to grow you in them and that they would impact you, not just on Sunday morning when it says in verse 15 of 1 Timothy, chapter three, that he says um, that you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God. He's not just saying when you're in the four walls of the church building, this is how you're to behave. Friends, the church he talks about, if you read all of Timothy's letter from Paul, it's about in in business, it's in in, uh, the workplace, it's in politics, it's in government, it's in the church, yes. It's in, it's with the families. It's in all of life. So, so as we apply these values, these biblical values, these church values, we wanna call you to say, how do we live these out all the time? And so do we, do we live with the same values at home, on a business trip, when we're alone and no one's looking, or no one knows what we're doing? That's the question. Are we we living these with integrity and consistency? So no one perfectly lives these, and this is kind of the hard thing because when you think about the church, some of you have been hurt. You've seen Christians, yeah, that were pharisaical, that were legalistic, that that did not live out these values. Maybe even in this church, and I'm sorry for that, but listen. We're still struggling with sin, even though we as Christians are viewed by the Lord as righteous. But what we need to do to grow in this, if you're a brand new Christian, or becoming a Christian, or you're somewhere in the journey, we need to not keep our eyes on, oh, how are these people doing? We need to enjoy what's going on in the community in the context of faith, but we need to keep our eyes, what, church? Fixed on Jesus. Hebrews 12.2. The author and perfecter of our faith. Only Jesus himself. He alone is the one. Who uh, can help us to, to live out these values. We don't need people who work harder. To kind of behave better. No. We, we don't need people who have a stronger willpower. Uh, we, we need people who are saying, I have a desperate need for Jesus Christ as my rescuer in my life. And our belief in Jesus Christ alone and his power will drive more and more your behavior. We talk about here, repent, believe, obey, the three-step dance. Repent of anything that you've overvalued in your life. Secondly, believe that Jesus is the one you need to say, God, you, Jesus, you be exalted, glorified, you be lifted high, you be the one I give praise to in all areas of my life. You're sufficient, you're enough, Jesus. And then, finally, obey, behave. Not out of duty, not out of drivenness, not out of your own willpower, but out of Jesus' strength and the power that he can give you through his word and his Holy Spirit working in and through you. See, only Jesus can empower us to align our hearts and actions on the vine values. So I want to leave you with a question as we come to the Lord's table and throughout this week I encourage you to ask yourself this, are, are you embracing biblical values in the context of of Christ-centered community? Are you embracing biblical values in the context of Christ-centered community? So as we uh, as you go out this week, would you write that down or think about it and say, God, please align me. Please align the people around me I love. Please cause this church called The Vine to more and more align with your values, for your glory. Hey, let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for, it's such an amazing love letter and guidebook for our lives. God, thank you that you're not calling us to just look clean on the outside. You want to clean us up starting from the inside. So I pray, Lord, for anyone here in this place who are, in person or online if they don't know Jesus as their rescuing savior because Jesus died on a cross, he rose from the dead and he did that for people who humbly say I need a rescuer I struggle with sin, I cannot be perfect, I cannot even ultimately maintain right behavior except I need a God to help me. So if you're there today and you are You're willing to just humbly say, Jesus, I receive you as my rescuing Savior. Go ahead now and receive Jesus and welcome him into your life. And let someone know that you did that, whether you're in person here today or online. Will you you do that? But if you are a Christ follower, would you just invite, Lord, as you examine your heart right now, will you ask the Lord right now this question? Is there anything I have overvalued this week, Lord? Anything I have overvalued over you this week? Is there anything I have overvalued over you, Lord? Think about it. Pray about it. Ask God to show you. And then repent of it as we get our hearts ready for his table. Thanks so much for joining us for this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at thevinecc.com, download our mobile app, or visit us on Facebook or Instagram at The CC. Have a great week.